Hi everybody, welcome to the second newsletter for Thinking Grey. Um, today we're going to unpack imposter syndrome. So first of all, what is it? And second of all, how do I cope with it? So I'm going to dive straight in. Um, imposter syndrome is the feeling that we get when we doubt our own competence or we feel like a fraud who will eventually be exposed as such. So feeling like an imposter often results in feeling as though we do not deserve what we have or that we have to work incessantly to maintain the illusion of competence. It happens often in jobs. I don't know what I'm doing, but it can also happen in relationships. Soon they'll realize how awful I am and they'll leave me. And it leads us to undervalue or underprice ourselves, which can be detrimental to our ability to set boundaries or ask for what we need. So imposter syndrome often occurs more in people who've experienced recurrent and unpredictable swings in overpraise and criticism. I.e. they exist in an either or black and white space of being good or bad. And in individuals who differ from their peers, so things like socioeconomic status, ethnic background, age, religious denomination, and so on. So this may be the result of stereotype threat, a phenomenon where being made aware of a stereotype makes it more likely that a group will perform according to that stereotype. For example, priming girls with the stereotype that girls are bad at maths has been shown to negatively affect their performance in maths tests compared to their performance on previous tests where stereotypes were not activated. It may also be a result of internalized assumptive comparisons made between self and other, such as a mature-aged mature, mature aged university student in a classroom of younger peers believing that they don't belong or are lacking because they are older. On this note, it also occurs commonly in people in an in-between phase of their life as they embark on new endeavours. So it's important to note that whether or not we feel like an imposter doesn't necessarily correlate to our actual ability. Someone can be objectively extremely competent and still feel fraudulent. What matters more than objective ability to overcoming imposter syndrome is our subjective self-perception. So we need to internalise or accept our capability and success. We need to believe that we belong where we've managed to get ourselves to. And this brings me to how do I cope with it according to popular opinion? So the next three things are quotes that I found on articles online about how to deal with imposter syndrome. First and foremost, the only way to stop feeling like an imposter is to stop thinking like an imposter. Psych yourself up by making a list of your accomplishments and decide to be confident. Now, if it was that easy, I would be out of a job. <laughs> the human brain is plastic. You can learn, grow, form new habits, change links between different neurons. But neuroplasticity does not operate like a light switch where you just flick from unconfident to confident. Changing the way that you think is akin to leading an elephant by a string. You can try to force it by pulling hard and the string breaks sending the elephant into a panic. You don't pull at all and you stay exactly where you are. Or, Goldilocks style, you gently lead the elephant one step at a time in the direction of the goal, remaining mindful of obstacles and adjusting accordingly. Just right. Essentially, meaningful, sustainable change takes time and persistent, purposeful, patient practice. So although thinking like a confident person and psyching yourself up can help in some contexts, like when you're feeling a bit anxious. They don't really scratch the surface when the proverbial hits the fan. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word, but you got it, right? <laughs> 
For that, you need to, number one, understand what is really going on. And number two, actually process that information in a structured way rather than trying to convince yourself that you're okay when it's quite clear that you're not. So part three, how do I cope with it the think gray way? Step one, you articulate the problem. This is all about labeling what's happening. If you're thinking, oh, I feel like an imposter, what more is there? Then I'd encourage you to think about labeling the specific emotion that you're feeling. My bet is anxiety, fear. Your unconscious is sensing danger and it's telling you to get out now before you get hurt. The threat may be physical. If you're feeling like an imposter in a sporting competition, you may be at risk of physical harm if you aren't strong enough, for example. Or it may be psychological danger like ostracism, rejection, humiliation, shame, and so on. If you're feeling like an imposter in an intellectual or social domain. Either way, at the root of your imposter syndrome is anxiety. And step two, accept the purpose. Accepting the purpose of your emotional reaction is accepting that the anxiety exists to try to protect you from danger, to keep you safe from either physical or psychological threats. So the purpose of anxiety around imposter syndrome is to protect you from making a fool of yourself, making a mistake, physically hurting yourself or others, like in medical or health fields, or being humiliated and ostracized from your community. And these are all very, very valid reasons to feel anxious. What's important here is that imposter syndrome anxiety is not stupid and you're not defective for feeling it. It is a purposeful response by your unconscious to keep you safe. So we move to step three, analysis of the problem. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, just because it's purposeful doesn't mean it's a good thing. I don't like feeling like this when I know there's no logical reason for me to feel like I'm not good enough. And I feel you. But your unconscious doesn't really care much about logical arguments or how long you've studied or practiced for or how good your friends, family or colleagues think you are. Your unconscious cares about keeping you safe and it is happy to pay the anxiety price tag to do so. So rather than arguing on the side of reasons I shouldn't feel anxious, let's accept your imposter premise instead. Let's assume that you'll come up against something you don't know or that you'll embarrass yourself somehow. Because the truth is, eventually you will. You aren't perfect. You don't know everything. And lucky for us, that anxiety keeps you in check from being an egotistical bastard who believes it's my way or the highway. But I digress. So one day you will get it wrong. And getting it wrong makes you imperfect, yes. But being imperfect does not automatically make you an imposter. It's a natural human bias to consider the world as either or but it is a false equivalency that drives your anxiety response through the roof, especially when you try to argue with yourself about all the reasons you are good enough. Your unconscious thinks you're not listening and that it needs to make the warning louder. So what we need to remember about imposter syndrome is that there is a gray area between imposter and perfect. Not knowing everything does not mean you know nothing you will forever be sitting in this gray area because it is impossible to attain perfection, especially once you start learning about something because the acquisition of knowledge often leads us to become aware of how little we truly know. So look for areas of fragility. Where could you be more educated? 
What could you have done better with that last client or that last patient? Where do your skills need refining? If you reflect on where you are now and consider ways to build on that base, you reduce your fragility. Then reflect on how you'll actually cope with your fallibility in the moment. So if you don't know the answer, what can you do to find it? Practice saying something like, oh, I don't know. Let me investigate that. Take responsibility for your own knowledge and competence gaps. Because what we forget is that people often have a high respect for those who accept their limitations and seek to strengthen themselves, even though the anxiety tells us that will be put down if we admit to imperfection. And you can also consider who you can ask for help, remembering how you feel when people ask for help. Most people feel honoured to be asked for help and rarely do they think the asker is stupid. So the main takeaways from this newsletter, number one, don't argue with yourself, it's pointless. (laughs) Number two, articulate the emotion and accept its purpose. Number three, seek out the grey areas between the black and white trap. What is the grey area between imposter and perfect? And where do you sit? Number four, problem-solve coping strategies just in case you find yourself in a position of not knowing. And on a final note, if your sense of being not good enough runs deep through every aspect of your life, as opposed to just feeling like an imposter in one area, consider seeking help with a therapist as you may benefit from a more personal, deeper level analysis to overcome those beliefs. So thank you very much if you took the time to either read my work or listen to me reading my work. Um, If it was helpful to you or you think it might be helpful to others, please share to your social media pages and tag at thinkgray.psychotherapy, gray spelt with an A. It would mean so much to me if you could help get my work out to the world. Thank you.